is your soul prospering? It's another day. I'm another John, and this is another note. Today's edition of Another Note is titled Under Construction. Our scripture reference today is 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 10. As always, may the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his holy word. Come to him, a living stone, though rejected by mortals, yet chosen and precious in God's sight. And like living stones, let yourselves be built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scripture. See, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious. And whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. To you then who believe, he is precious. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the very head of the corner. And a stone that makes them stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's own people, in order that you may proclaim the mighty acts of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. How is it with your soul? John Wesley taught early Methodists to begin their small group meetings by answering that. It's a question that allows for necessary introspection. Personally, I've heard this question mostly from other pastors. The setting is usually a district meeting or some other professional connection. I can't tell you this is mathematically correct. But in my two decades of hearing pastors answer that question, more than half the responses connected to how their church was doing. Church is doing good. We had two new people show up. We met our budget, barely, but we made it. Or they have said, the church is struggling. We didn't meet our budget. We have no youth. We had to cancel our special event. Does this happen in other circles? Do teachers, police officers, sanitation workers, or sales clerks think this way? Relate their spiritual development to their work? Of course, I can appreciate how pastors might do this from time to time, but I wouldn't be reflecting on it if it wasn't so much a part of my leadership experience, or if I didn't believe we're missing a valuable insight. Several years ago, an article appeared on a United Methodist website comparing two versions of our Wesleyan question. There's the one we tend to ask now. The other is Wesley's original version. How does your soul prosper? 
Prospering had nothing to do with wealth or gaining material possessions. To prosper was to develop or mature in your discipleship. In other words, how are you doing on your becoming more like Jesus? Your work may play into your response to that question, but an appropriate answer would center more around the condition of your soul and discipleship. That's a better reflection point for us because your discipleship is important to your life and to the ministry God calls us all to. First Peter calls us to let ourselves be built into a spiritual house. Several inspection points come with building a house. It's imperative to ensure the house meets certain standards. How comfortable would you be living or working in a place that did not meet certain safety or quality expectations? How will we know for sure if we're building ourselves into a spiritual house if we don't do the necessary discipleship work and inspection? Stay blessed. Now, before you go, let me make sure you know I love you and you are a blessing to me. Thanks for listening to another note. I hope it helps you live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Let me know if I can pray with you and help us reach others by sharing today's devotional or leaving a review wherever you listen as a podcast. And finally, make sure to check out the website at anotherjohn.com. God be with you.